0: Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 70 of the Circa 71 podcast for the week of August 10th, 2021. On today's episode, pricing has been released for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And it is star cruisingly high. <laughs> Guard your loins, ladies and gentlemen. Disneyland's Magic Key program is announced, Disneyland Paris's Premier Access program has launched. Oh boy. And in our main segment, we discuss Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. This is the Circus 71 podcast. All right, Donna, on to the news this week. Reservations now available for Mears Connect at Orlando International Airport. This is the service we talked about oof, a few months ago at this point. that yeah. was That is, I should say, replacing uh, Disney's Magical Express service. Um, which will conclude um, on January 1st, uh, or I'm sorry, I guess December 31st um, of this year, 2021, whereas Mirrors Connect will start transporting guests to and from Orlando International Airport and Walt Disney World Resort hotels on January 1st, 2022.
1: Right, and these reservations are actually available to book if you already have your flight numbers, but as your travel advisors, or at least we hope we're your travel advisors if you're listening here to this podcast, uh, we're going to ask you to wait a little bit on that. They are still developing the travel agent portal so that we can manage the reservations
0: on your behalf. Right, that's a good point. Um, And the the website, if you want to check out Specific pricing, we've seen average, it it can change a little bit, Um, is at mirrorsconnect.com. There are two service options, standard and premium. Standard level of service is basically what you would have expected from Disney's Magical Express. Um, Shared ride service on a bus. Um, can also be a van, which is um, interesting. All tolls, surcharges are all included. Um, what I thought was really interesting, Donna, is the fact that they said um, you would be on your way to your resort within 20 minutes of your check-in. Me too. I was yeah. extremely
1: impressed in seeing that.
0: Yeah, especially considering in June after, you know, we had delay after delay after delay. The last thing I want to hurt. Hear- I wanted to hear was, well, when the first people um, come on to the bus is when the clock starts and Disney requires a 30-minute wait time. Not what I wanted to hear at like twelve twenty in the morning with a three and a one-year-old. Right, right. And yeah, the fact
1: that they're putting
0: that in writing,
1: they better be ready to back that up
0: is all yeah, I will say. That's a big deal. Um, it almost... With that being in writing, almost comes out and says Disney purposely held back buses, you know, or held back transportation because of that. Um, but talking about the premium or the express level of service, it is a direct service with limited to no wait time. Once again, all tolls and surcharges um, would be included, basically, in the same. Um, area as uh, disney's magical express is currently um introductory rates if you would buy now or reserve now and save uh one way sixteen dollars per adult per child 13.50 round trip you get a uh, discount of nothing
1: (laughs) no hold on you're giving pricing for the the regular not the premium
0: at this point correct the standard
1: you know, I just I wanted to make sure that we yep. made that distinction. because You sorry. just talked about the the premium level and then went into pricing. And that sounded awful cheap. And I was like, wait, wait,
0: wait. That's right <laughs> no, sorry. I thought I said that, but I guess it was more in my head. Uh round trip thirty two dollars. Well, you know. We we don't <laughs> we don't disagree often, so uh, <laughs> Round trip thirty two dollars per adult, uh, per child twenty seven dollars per adult. The premium service, uh, round trip for up to four passengers is two hundred dollars, which is per adult, right, Donna?
1: No, per vehicle.
0: Per vehicle. That's yeah, that's what they're talking
1: about for up to four people.
0: Okay, yeah, I I hadn't realized that before. That's not that bad. I was no round trip so round trip basically if you have four people it's fifty dollars per adult huh.
1: the only thing that i will say when i read through this article and the pricing it did surprise me a little bit because right now you can get a luxury van that holds more people more luggage you know significantly more than four people i want to say that holds up to eight guests i would have to to double check but i'm almost positive it's up to eight guests and it's a little bit less Round trip than that two hundred dollars. I think it ends up being one hundred and sixty eight dollars for that vehicle to do the round trip service. So if you were to book it through their existing platform now, it would be less than if you booked it through Mirrors Connect, which I thought was really interesting.
0: Yeah, and then that's actually, I mean, that premium service basically. If you have a you know four passengers, I think I did the math and I closed it out was roughly a difference, like $72. Right. Which is not unreasonable at all, round trip. Um, and then premium service per additional passengers is $55. Um, and I think the premium service, you can't do one way.
1: Oh, interesting. I didn't read that piece, but I guess that makes sense.
0: It, it's It's not posted, so I'm just assuming it has to be round trip.
1: But that would be interesting. What if well I guess they figure they could schedule a round trip, but from a universal
0: land hotel, like folks with a split stay. It's an interesting thought. Yeah, that I, I don't know. But it specifically says premium service round trip. There is no um, line or or quote for for a one-way.
1: So this is this whole conversation is so interesting to me. My husband and I were talking about this. I think that people are going to See this one of two ways. And I think it's, I truly believe it's going to be this polarizing. Mm-hmm. I think people are either going to be so mad that mm-hmm. Disney's not including it that they're going to be up in arms. This is ridiculous for my family of four. It's going to cost blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Or people are going to go, huh? If I'm already paying however many thousands of dollars for this Disney vacation, and it's, to use your math example, $70 difference in price to use the standard service versus our own car, I'm going to go the premier route or premium route or whatever P word they're using. I think it's really going to be polarized which way this is going to go.
0: Right. And the one thing that we should also mention is these are starting prices. They can vary based on dates. So that is sort of bottom dollar, if you will. Now, have um, you played
1: with it to see if different times incurred a premium, like if later in the night was more? I have not. Okay. I didn't, yeah, because when didn't I was play playing with it, with you had to have flight information.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't. I, I didn't even click on, on the uh, on the mirrorsconnect.com Ew. site. So, no, but interesting nonetheless. You know, glad to see there is one option. I mean, the transportation for me with Magical Express is was always you know a whatever kind of thing the secret sauce for me was always the luggage that was the big deal for sure that problem has yet to be solved
1: and now that it's going to be entirely through mirrors and disney's not getting at all involved i don't see how it could return
0: no i I don't unless another third-party company sets something up you know maybe uber well they would partner with lyft you know lift came up out with something like that but i don't know if it's worth it to them yeah i would i would doubt it so
1: in any case can i do my story that i'm really really excited to talk about yes so pricing for star wars galactic star cruiser hotel uh became uh, well starting pricing as jamie like likes to uh, point out mm-hmm. uh became available this past week um now remember I do need to say, because I actually had a a guest, a current client, call me and go, oh, my gosh, Donna, these prices, they're Mm -hmm. crazy just for hotel. And I had to explain that this is not a traditional Disney hotel. This is not a place that you lay your head down at night and don't spend hardly any time there. This is an experience that you are pretty much... I I almost have found myself explaining it as it almost feels like it's like a cruise ship experience. like
0: 100%. It's a cruise on land.
1: Exactly. You're going in, you're staying there, and then when you're done, you're done. That's when you leave. It's not like you're staying there as a hotel. This is an additional experience on Walt Disney World property. It's kind of the way I'm explaining it to folks.
0: Right. 100% agree.
1: So... <laughs> framing it in that way, hopefully... This will not be god awful, Robbie. If you're listening to this, save up, buddy. I know you want to come. Uh, if we have two guests per cabin, we're looking at $1,209 per guest per night for a voyage total. Because remember, this is, a, I should have said this is a two night experience for a total of. Four thousand eight hundred and nine dollars for this two-night experience. For comparison purposes, the most expensive staterooms on Disney Cruise Line. For well, I guess there aren't three nights, so why don't we we talk about the comparison for this next one? Which is the um, oh no, because it's three yes So let's let's go with what I was saying. So if we did a three-night cruise on Disney Cruise Line, even your your club level, your concierge level uh, staterooms are not coming in that heavy hitting. So it's kind of kind of a lot to swallow there. Three guests per cabin, your cost per guest does go down pretty significantly to eight hundred and eighty-nine dollars per guest per night for a voyage total of five thousand two hundred and ninety-nine dollars. And finally four and guests Done if
0: I can that's two adults, one child.
1: Correct. Yes. Is what's quoted. And three adults, one child, which seemed super bizarre to me that they were talking about two guests, three guests, four guests. And then for four guests, instead of doing two adults and two children, they said three adults and one child. <laughs> um, but in any case, $749 per guest per night for a voyage total of just shy of $6,000, $5,999 for a two-night experience for three adults and one child.
0: And that's where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Um- Now, let's also be fair. Why don't you go over what each
1: voyage will
0: include?
1: Absolutely. So it's going to be a two-night stay in either a cabin or a suite. And the pricing that we just shared with you is for a traditional cabin. This is not for a suite. Ongoing, immersive, and interactive entertainment where choices determine your experience. That piece, I got to be honest with you, Jamie, I think that's pretty cool. We've Mm -hmm. talked about this on the show before. It's not going to be a surprise for anyone who's listening that we're not gigantic Star Wars people. But I do like anything like, okay, I'm a nerd. Let's just throw up the nerd flag right now. I think we all know this, but I've always loved reading. And one of my favorite books when I was a kid were the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Do you even know what I'm talking about?
0: I didn't know you could read.
1: Yet you copied all of my work in college. (laughs) So the...
0: (laughs) I don't know if we could say that.
1: (laughs) I hear you didn't edit last week's episode either. Uh, John told me that today. Um, In any case um the choose your own adventure books they were so fun you would read a story and it would say blah blah blah, blah happens what do you do next and there'd be different right. options depending on your option you go to a different page
0: right yeah I, they came out with them uh i think i read a couple goosebumps that did that oh there you go see
1: anyway um i think it's really cool that your choices determine your experience the food and beverages on the star cruiser are all included with the exception of alcoholic and specialty beverages so there's not going to be additional prices for food snacks things like that and also i thought this was pretty cool quick service meal at docking base 7 food and cargo or select other locations within disney's hollywood studios and different um kind of teaser trailers or, or whatever you want to call them they talked about how this experience will leak out into the park which i think is pretty neat Yep, admission is also included with that price tag to disney's hollywood studios for your planetary excursion to star wars galaxy's edge valet parking is also included my guess james because they're not putting those cars
0: anywhere near that hotel i don't think they're gonna have room no yeah they're they're the cars are going somewhere probably like the cast member lot would be mine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, exclusive star Wars, galactic star cruiser data band known on your home planet as a magic band, which I thought that was super, super cute. And, and also funny a little bit, <laughs> they're phasing them out in so many ways, but for this experience, you're also getting your uh, data bands. Um, so of course, price is going to vary based on number of adults and children, the exact cabin that you're picking, things like that. There seems to be three different types of cabins. They're going to have the standard cabin, which sleeps four to five with a queen bed and two bunk beds. So this would m- not necessarily be a great fit for everyone to have the bunk beds. Um, and then there's going to be a little wall pull down bed there. And it's going to have one, vind- one window. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> Natasha brought up. um, with one window with a view into space. Um, and, uh, it kind of, it goes up from there. I mean, there's going to be the little mini fridge, the hair jar, things like that, but you're not going to have a view of anything besides like the fake portal piece.
0: Right. I don't know, James, what do you think? I think this can only go one of two ways. It will either be an smash hit home run or a complete and utter bust. There will be it's impossible, in my opinion, for anything to be in between. Um I we knew it was going to be expensive, and this is where it starts. And I, I know they did the three adults, one child just to keep it under a six six grand. You know, yeah, that but is, if they would
1: have done two adults and two children, it would
0: have been less, theoretically. Yeah, but um two two adults. You follow yes. what I'm Yeah, but I'll tell you why they probably did it that way is they wanted to show a decrease per guest per night and it may not have done that if it was two... Oh, it should have done that, two adults. I don't yeah. know why they wouldn't have shown why they went with three adults there. That's weird. That was yeah, super I bizarre to me the
1: first time I looked at it, so
0: Yeah. No, it, it's definitely a weird choice. But Um, nevertheless, I, I think if it's a home run and I, and I text this in our, in our group thread, if it's a home run, Universal has to copy it and do Harry Potter. Which I would pay
1: big money for that. Let's be serious.
0: Yeah. We'd be sharing the Gryffindor common room there. (laughs) Um,
1: or only
0: if you're on the double bed (laughs) or, or, (laughs) or, you know what, I I got to say the, um. You know, if they did the Slytherin dungeons, that would probably be cool too, um, or wherever. I think dungeons. Where's their common room? Not dungeons. The um, basement. That's the word I was looking for.
1: Whatever. Basement,
0: dungeons. Yeah, thing. same thing. Nevertheless, um, it, it's not something. Even if I, you know, wanted to spend the money to do it, I, I just. Uh, I, I don't feel like LARPing for two straight days. Like it's I just will not in my to, wheelhouse.
1: If they do any sort of like travel agent walkthrough or preview or anything like that, I'll be there with bells on because I want to see this thing. I agree with you. I personally couldn't pull the trigger on, on that kind of expense. I'm not, I'm just not a big enough fan, but I would love to see it and see what they've done and how it's going to work. Cause it's a really cool concept and it truly, truly is. Uh, the idea of uh, like a cruise on land you do throw yeah. in the Hollywood studios piece but this is not going to be for everybody this is not going to be no. I don't think for your kind of casual fan I think this is going to be for the hard core Star Wars fans and you know what Jamie you, I do. I do believe what you said is correct. It's either going to be a smashing success or a failure. But I truly believe it's going to be a smashing success because every time, every time that Disney releases some limited edition something, look, think about what Tim did to get that stupid lightsaber, right? A four hundred dollar lightsaber. He has me running down the path to Magic Kingdom to touch <laughs> it and run back to get in his car to go to Hollywood Studios to. Yeah, yeah, It's just crazy the length that these
0: that these fans go to for Star Star Wars. Th- there's one thing that's going to be super interesting that if i was in charge of this this project once it gets off the ground you there's going to be a real fine timeline where we you would have to figure out when do we still keep it this everything the same by the way on the the itinerary i loved how there was <laughs> a scheduled unplanned event, like three different times. I thought that yeah. was a, so hilarious, but how quickly do you change the entertainment and the activities for people to keep coming back versus how many people want to do this that haven't seen our original, let it run, um, set yet
1: that's i agree that's going to definitely be a fine line to to walk there but i also think the idea of like your choices playing a part i think would allow for a longer period of time them to keep that initial setup because someone can go Mm. and then potentially go again and make a different choice
0: yeah um and we should also mention uh front of the line access to rise of the resistance
1: Right. Which I know that people were talking about, you know, or we even talked about for that one week where the VIP tours is giving you access to, uh, to rise. And then it suddenly wasn't again. Um, I know that people would do a lot to get on that ride,
0: but. Oh, I think that's back by the way. <laughs> I, I guess I didn't tell you that maybe, I, I, maybe I purposely pocket vetoed that thinking that it may change again. I'm pretty sure it's back now with the VIP tours. I mean, it should be, as you and I have talked about on and on. So So anyway,
1: um, interesting, really cool concept. I love what you're saying about, you know, maybe Universal would have to step up with a response. My least favorite thing about it is a necessary evil. And that uh, would be the digital, like, fake window piece because you're again supposed to be in space uh they do something similar in interior staterooms on two of the four disney vessels where they have they call it a magical portal with real-time views where they'll show you what's going on outside but you're in an interior stateroom screen you're looking at that would make me feel i don't want to say claustrophobic because i think that's that's obviously something you know that some people struggle with i don't, I don't think i have claustrophobia but i would feel like Oh my god, I'm in a little room somewhere. Where
0: is the natural sunlight? Did, did you see and then we'll we'll wrap this up and move on. But did you see on the website Disney had to put in bold your voyage is not an actual trip into space? Shut up. I swear to god it's on the website. Thanks Elon Musk. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. Oh, God. All right, let's go ahead and move on here. Um, a lot of big news stories this week. Disneyland Magic Key annual pass replacement levels and pricing announced. Um, the new Magic Key program provides reservation-based admission to one or both of the Disneyland Resort theme parks, Disneyland theme park, or, um, or and, I should say, Disney's or excuse me disney because we can't have the apostrophe s california adventure um there are hold, four- on, hold on,
1: i have to tell you something it's very important
0: i'm going okay. to confess something to you you still call it disney's
1: i mean obviously you sent me a link to this article and i started to read it and i was like dear god this is ridiculously complex we're just going to talk about it on the podcast and i closed the tab
0: <laughs> it's it, you're 100 percent right and and going through all of the different options. And basically there's four keys. Uh, the dream key starting at 1399, uh, no blackout dates. You can hold 16 park reservations at a time, booking them 90 days in advance. Um, it includes parking, uh, uh, and you get 20% off merch and 15% off select dining, believe key, 9.49, enchant key. 649 imagine key 399 uh, these are all utterly ridiculous to the keys i whatever totally don't <laughs> care it's so ridiculous um but the imagine key is the, the other thing
1: that hurts key. me is the the names to me at least none of those names are like trumping another one where uh, yeah. the least- here, gold silver platinum like you 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 know like all right platinum is more valuable than gold which is more valuable than silver so like you can kind of tier them but if yeah. you said to me right now pop quiz donna which tier is the dream one i go dude like, it's, you know I mean? it's just it's ridiculous
0: you wouldn't know which you wouldn't know the dream key is the dream you follow what i'm saying like it's just yeah i don't know i got i got what you meant um but the, the lowest tier key to, to give kind of a, a juxtaposition between the highest and the lowest um, available to SoCal residents only, Southern California it includes two theme park reservations and the most black, da- black out dates um, it includes a 10% merch discount and a 10% select dining um, discount. This is so utterly, utterly ridiculous yeah so, I mean, I, I don't even want to go into it much more. I, I think something to this effect will probably come to world with the uh, Park Pass Reservation System, um, maybe coupled with, with a Fast Pass um, inclusion. But, God, I hate the, these names. But Jamie,
1: the problem is, and I'm certainly not wishing that they do this here, as you well know, that they say, oh, we're canceling the program, we're going to refund everybody for however many months they did that in Disneyland. Um, but aside from doing something like that, I'm not even sure how they would be able to change things over because we just renewed our passes. My parents renewed their passes even more recently than we did for another 12 months. So it, it just seems like something like that would be more difficult and... The other piece with that is if there were two different systems and it was just like, okay, you can't renew the existing one after, I don't know, I'm pulling a date out of my butt, Uh, after September 1st, you're now on the new system moving forward for any renewals. There are going to be people who just renewed in August, just renewed um, even in July, who are going to go, wait a second, if I would have renewed essentially my same level pass now, I would get more theme park reservations and they're going to be up in arms over it. So I'm not entirely convinced, as you are, that this will come here. I just don't know how it would work.
0: Yeah, well, and I mean to, to further your point, I actually have an AP, uh, or I I have an oh the vouchers. Uh, yeah, in inactivated, I guess is the word I want to use. Um, AP in my account, and so does Val that we just bought annual passes. So we'll see, we'll see. But yeah. interesting nonetheless. But go ahead with the next story
1: so that a little bit leads into this one which is that uh disney has confirmed that annual pass sales will resume by the 50th anniversary this announcement came out officially on the disney parks blog channel during the announcement for the magic key program at disneyland so it's kind of like we're going to tell you about this and we're going to confirm that uh walt disney world passes will be resuming now I don't like to talk too much about conjecture or about hearsay on the show. We, we do truly try to talk about things that we've experienced, not things that we've heard others have. But this, I think I've read enough and seen enough posts and, and, and things like that, that I do feel comfortable sharing. And Jamie, I'm sure you're not gonna be surprised to hear this more and more frequently. Now I'm seeing on the annual pass holder group that I'm in that folks who had dropped their annual pass during the pandemic are having success at guest services getting new APs not necessarily at the ticket booth at the park but at guest services either at Disney Springs or outside of each of the park locations with you know saying oh we dropped our AP during um covid we are more financially stable now we'd like to get our passes back and they have been able to do so and again it's not i wouldn't even call this few and far between at this point it's almost yeah. every post now talking about these APs or that people are able to get them
0: and on that disney parks blog post and it says And for those Walt Disney World Annual Passes, new pass sales will become available in time for the start of the 50th anniversary celebration. Walt Disney World Resort will be sharing additional information and details later this month, so be sure to stay tuned to DisneyWorld.com and the Disney Parks blog. Am I reading too much into that as it's going to be the same program? Because it doesn't mention anything changing it just says new past sales it, it doesn't i don't know it, it comes across that i read that as it's resuming as it was especially as oh, no. you pointed out
1: yes 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 as it as it currently has been in world you mean correct yes yes, yes. oh yes yeah I, I truly would be surprised if it came back differently I, I just think it was such a different situation i think that when you know disney closed for over a year as we all know So I think that they had a lot more time to figure out what they were going to do. And since no annual passes were in existence at that point, they had the ability to kind of scratch and restart the program. I don't think they can do that here. I really don't.
0: Yeah. I mean, they could, if they, maybe they could add, you know, more park, you know, they can change around the park pass system. You know, they can say, you know, if you get platinum plus, you can have a dozen reservations in advance or whatever, but, I read that as it, it's, I mean, granted, I see the prices are going to, it's going to be a price increase. Oh, of course. For sure. But I, I yeah, I, I don't necessarily see that as going to be changing based on how right. I read that. But what do we we'll have say, up, uh, next year, sir? We have club level lounge re- reopening at Disney's animal kingdom lodge, August 26th, 26th, excuse me. <laughs> um, Uh, Though it's the latest lounge reopening announced, it will be the first um, to reopen. Uh, Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, September 16th, Boardwalk on the 23rd of September, Contemporary Resort, September 26th, Disney's Wilderness Lodge, and Coronado Springs Resort will open on December the 16th. There are currently no reopening dates for club-level lounges at Beach Club, Polynesian Village, and Disney's Yacht Club do you uh,
1: i'm sure it's not gonna surprise you when i tell you that i have a theory but do you know my theory on why they pick Kanani next no my uh, this is just me speaking this is not anything i've read or any anything it's just when i read that i kind of chuckled
0: DVC, james yeah but isn't that a jumbo house the kilimanjaro club is jumbo house
1: not ignoring you. I'm thinking Andrew and I did it once years ago, and I don't want to tell you the wrong thing.
0: Well, why don't you start on the next um, story? So oh. that you're not listening to me and we
1: can talk about uh, if Narcooses is on the water or if <laughs> he's not in the coffee <laughs> maker. Um, Just for our listeners to know, while Jamie's making that noise, he's also leaning towards the computer. <laughs> So instead of seeing his entire, like, face on the top of his torso, I literally it was like the the Zoom nightmare stuff from, like, the top of his head to, like, his nose when he was just leaning uh, in to
0: read. Where is Kilimanjaro? Because that's the only club lounge, right? I believe so.
1: Yeah. And that's definitely the only that's definitely the only DVC property with a club lounge. It's the only place you can use your DVC points to say club level. It's Jumbo
0: House. Okay. Yeah, that's, I thought it was. Okay. So I simply misspoke
1: there, but I do, I stand by what I said. I believe that they picked Jumbo House next, um, and Kingdom Lodge next for the club to reopen because of DVC members.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's valid.
1: So. So, Jamie, I, I love discussing the show on the show. We've already uh, been 31 minutes at this. Should we just take a break here and then make the the main part of our piece here tonight, this discussion about the Fast Pass? Because it's going to be a big one.
0: Yeah, it's a good call. Let's take a quick break and we will kick um, Not So Scary to, uh, to the curb, just like Disney did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sorry, booty you parade. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. And we are back. Well, what was scheduled to be our last housekeeping story has expanded into the main <laughs> segment this week, shall we say. But there's a lot to unpack with this, so I, I don't think it's a bad move by any any means, Donna. You're welcome. So Disney Premier Access paid FastPass service uh, soft launched at Disneyland Paris, um, and this was last August 3rd. Um, which was last week, uh, last Tuesday, um, and had the official launch on August 5th. Um, This is uh, similar to Disneyland Resort in California. Disneyland Paris has two theme parks, Disneyland Park, Disneyland Paris Park, and the Walt Disney Studios um, Park. What is interesting with the Disney Premier Access System was the pricing, (laughs) okay? Okay. Um, so, only the most popular attractions at Disneyland Park and the Walt Disney Studios Park offered the Disney premiere access. These include, just for review, because I think we went over this last week or the week before Big Thunder Mountain, Hyperspace Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast, Star Tours Autopia, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, and Ratatouille. And
1: thank you for not trying to say the whole name.
0: Yeah, la aventure totalmente. Wow, toqué de reme. I don't know. I took Spanish, <laughs> um, but nevertheless, um, interesting pricing. Least um, we saw time slots with Peter Pan's flight having fifteen euros per guest, uh, which translates to seventeen dollars and sixty-three since um, U.S.
1: So here's here's one piece that I just kind of want to back up and make sure that we say. Years ago, the Disneyland Paris parks were not operated by Walt Disney Travel Company. Now they are. So these are decisions being made by the folks who also run Walt Disney World Resort, and Disneyland Resort here in the United States. So I think that's really, really important to mention that this is not some completely separate entity just because it's in Europe doesn't completely remove it from here. Now, that said, I am not 100% sold the way I think you might be, James, that this is coming here because I just don't know that it's the same necessarily clientele. And what I mean by that is this. Most folks, most, not all, of course, do not travel to Europe to go to Disneyland Paris. You're, you would agree with me with that statement,
0: yes? You're From the United States, you mean? Correct. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. However, most folks
1: that travel to Walt Disney World Resort from Europe or Disneyland Resort from Europe are in that area to do those theme parks. Just my presumption that that's why they've traveled to the United States would be to do those destinations. I'll give a a further example and then I will drive home my point that I'm about to make. I promise I'm not dancing around it. I had the opportunity when I was in college to do a tour of Europe um, as part of scholarship program. I was able to extend my stay in Europe for an additional week. Three other girls from different universities around the state of Pennsylvania stayed with me. We stayed a couple of days in London. Then we went over, to the channel. We went to Paris. And I said, listen, guys, I've never been to Paris before. I'm a Disney freak. I want to go to Disneyland Paris. And they said, all right, Donna, let's do it. And I got the opportunity to go to Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney Studios because we had a a park-to-park ticket. That day, I would have spent a million dollars to have done, well, it's obviously an exaggeration, whatever money I had. I would have spent to have been able to, to get on every single experience and do every single thing because I was only going to be there for one day. It didn't matter that I was young, that I was in college. I would have spent the money because I was there for one day. That was a once in a lifetime trip for me. I don't ever think I'm going to get to go back to Disneyland Paris. It'd be cool if I did, but it's definitely not something that I see happening. Whereas over and over and over and over and over again, a lot of folks have the opportunity to come to the Walt Disney World Resort to go to Disneyland Resort, especially folks who live in this country, domestic visitors, and even international guests. How many times do we hear, um, you know, a quote request comes in from our agency, oh, I live in, a great example, I just spoke to a guest who lives in Argentina. This is the Mm -hmm. second time they'll be coming to the Walt Disney World Resort in the last six years. They're coming again, they're visiting again. I don't necessarily see folks that are coming again and again and again, paying gigantic premiums like this when they get the opportunity to come again i feel as though this model might work and might would be my word of choice here in paris because i feel as though it's likely much more of a one and done one day to both parks get out of there
0: just my soapbox you're uh i don't know because you're looking at it from a tourist perspective there's also locals that would go to, you know, the Disneyland Paris parks, you know, your, your APs. You're looking at, at How Disney. How many, what
1: percentage of their visitors are APs though?
0: In, in Disneyland Paris, that I don't know. I know, but to the counterpoint, another counterpoint to that would also be Disneyland, where you're looking 75, 80% locals come from within a hundred miles so i, I just uh, i i think something and and i've said this before and i'll stand by it i think this is the beta test for something a paid system coming to walt disney world or um uh disneyland in in talking about world, I just don't know if the pay per ride system is the way to go. I, I think it would, I think it would work better as an add on. I, I you add it onto your package, it's you know however much money upfront. I, I I'll think, of Universal Orlando, right? You know, similar to a Universal Orlando where you know it's surge pricing. Um, I, I just, the, uh, I mean, f- my God, for 15 euros, you know, almost $18 to ride Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast. That's outrageous.
1: And you're not just talking about usually the charge for one person. You're usually talking about the charge
0: for a family. 100%. So, you know, you're looking at, you know, potentially close to $100, let's call it. Um, or it would now it would be closer to eighty. I'm sorry, for a family of four. Um, but I, I just it, it, the pricing of it. The other problem with that is though, if it's too cheap, and everybody does it, it defeats the purpose of it. And then how many people have complained? Oh, Fast Pass slows down the standby line. That's ridiculous. I, I hate that logic. I find it utterly ridiculous, um, but if too many many people are getting the premier access and paying for it, so it, it it's going to slow down that line. You're going to have more people in that line. So I genuinely think it's got to be highly priced. It can't be that cheap.
1: This is um this is funny, ironic, interesting enough to share. Andrew just, you know, flipped on the TV and it caught my eye. It's in Paris right now, right, right next to the Eiffel Tower, celebrating the the games that's going to be coming there for the next uh, Olympic games. Um, so I just was, I don't know, I thought it was funny. Your, your face right now is telling me if this is not having any impacts on anything, which is funny that we're talking about Paris right now and
0: what's on my television? The Eiffel Tower. I feel like I'm talking to Doug from Up. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you just you just figure that out. Eiffel
1: Tower, what? You just figured that out, oh, squirrel. ADD? What? Yeah, a little bit. Um No, I mean, I don't know. I guess part of the I'm gonna again, as we always try to do, counterpoints and you know the devil's advocate type stuff. I do agree. I if they're going to bring something paid here, I would like it to be, you know, seventy dollars, seventy-four dollars, $80, eighty, eighty-five, whatever price point. And I know surge pricing again, I'm sure. But I would like to see a set price. I would, excuse me, I would not like to see the pay per ride. Now, again, the counterpoint, the devil's advocate point, the other side of that coin is some something like my mo- my mom. My mom does not ride. Even my dad, as of late, since he broke his hip last year, is not doing a lot of these bigger attractions. He's not doing Big Thunder or Splash or things like that, whereas he would be doing Peter Pan's Flight and, and other attractions like that. So pay per ride, would allow you know if we were traveling with my parents my mom and dad to not buy a fast pass whereas andrew anthony and i might now that said at 17 dollars per ride there is a zero percent chance that unless it was like anthony's birthday wish to like walk onto rides with the old fast pass type ability that we would ever be doing it we would never pay those ridiculous prices
0: yeah I I mean, I agree. I I just... Let me... Because we talked about this a little bit and kind of touched on it, but I think it's a good topic to go into. What is your opinion? And we know APs for World are coming back pre-October 1st. So let's say... I don't know. September 1st, we hear an announcement. Do you think... I mean we're not going to hear about fast pass so this is totally pie in the sky but do you think it's a possibility likelihood no never going to happen that they loop in some sort of fast pass premier access whatever you want to call it to a higher priced annual pass
1: mm. Well Using Universal as a point of reference, because that to me is a little bit more concrete thinking than, you know, Donna just saying, oh, this is what I think. Universal does have a tier level of their pass that after 4 p.m. does include Universal's Unlimited Express Pass. Mm-hmm. That said, Andrew and I never purchased that pass because it was significantly more expensive than the pass that we maintained for Universal for years. Do I see them doing at Walt Disney World? You know what, Jamie? I think that if Disney brought something like this here, whether it's the pay-per-ride or just paying in general system, I would not be super surprised... If Disney saw how that was going as far as capacity of the system and if they weren't selling it the way they thought they would, offering that tier
0: to an annual pass. It it would be, I think it would help the sting a little bit of, you know, I mean, look at, you know, what was the. What was the highest price key for Disneyland, Donna? Dream. <laughs> oh, very good. Ding, ding, rem- ding, ding, ding. Do you remember how much it was? Didn't you tell it was like $1,600? Uh, 1399 I think it was. Okay. But tossing that in there does take away the sting a little bit. Now, would I switch and give up my gold DVC? Eh, probably not. But it's at least pause to think about would cause for pause cause for pause. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a phrase, but I just kind of coined it. Sure. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't like this system. I, I, I think this, I think COVID gave Disney the perfect opportunity to charge for fast pass and granted we knew it was you know, we, we've heard rumors that they were weeks away, you know, pre-closure from launching it. Um, I just would have liked there's some sort of free system. Like, I think if, if this is coupled with a virtual queue system, I think that might be a little more tolerable. You know, where you're not standing in line for 120 minutes. You know, if you cut that and you know your your standby line or your virtual queue, whatever you want to call it, goes to a forty minute wait actually in line, and you're you know, you're reserving a time. That I'd be okay with, I think. Put way more people in the walkways. I just don't see how they can,
1: and I know that's part of what they're talking about with this Disney Genie piece, but I don't know how many attractions they can do that with because there's just not enough shows for people to go to. There's just not enough walkways as each other. There's just not enough eateries or food carts or a million other things to book people. Right now, going to the parks without everything open feels very Busy.
0: Is mm-hmm. I had that conversation with my mom today because you know she asked what's the predicted you know crowd levels when we're going to be there, you know starting on Friday and and I said for the most part it's between you know five and six according to touring plans but you know a five or six right now is not what a five or six in 2019 was correct you know, w- with. You know, you look at the studios, Voyage of the Little Mermaid is still closed. You still have the crappy version of Disney Junior Dance Party that spits you out in seven and a half minutes. <laughs> um, I mean, not that I would do it, but Star Wars Launch Bay is useless at this point. That's just a waste of space. You used to have meet and greets there. You had Mike and Sully in uh, Walt Disney Presents. You know, there's there's a, not a lot to do.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Going back to to what we really want to focus on here, let, let's talk a little bit more about some of these price points and about what that surge pricing piece did at least one day because this is it's interesting and it's worth talking about.
0: Yeah, the price of each attraction is dynamic. It changes depending on the time of the day and demand for that ride. At one point. Now, Donna, if you have better information, please jump in. I don't remember if this, if we heard this was on uh, the soft launch or the regular launch, Um, but at one point, um, Buzz Lightyear was more expensive a (laughs) premiere. Donna's yawning. Am I keeping you up?
1: (laughs) we have meet the teacher tomorrow jamie i have to be in bed at a reasonable time
0: oh that's right good luck with that (laughs) um was more expensive than hyperspace mountain that's insane so i i I,
1: I, and hyperspace mountain is a bad tushy attraction it's really really fun there
0: yeah no that is really well done um in that section of the park um but it, it, it w- it's also interesting to me. I would love to know the you know the data and the analytics. I'm a big numbers kind of person. How often and how dynamic it is? How often does that pricing change? And I'm assuming it's based on the standby weight. It has to be, and it's it's. I don't want to say funny because it's not funny
1: at all. None of this is funny, but it's it's ironic that Disney's using this dynamic pricing because that's one reason that i really like booking the i really like the quoting and booking process with disney over universal orlando because i could send a quote to guests for universal orlando at whatever time 9 56 p.m tonight and if they were back to me at 10 15 oh yeah donna please book option blah 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 mm. i could go in to book it And it could be totally different pricing for the same room. It's not like I would go back to them and say, oh, that garden view is sold out. You know, we have to go with pool view. It's oh, I'm sorry, you know, someone else must have booked that room or X number of people that triggered a price change must have booked that room. It's now $600 more for your family for that week. And that made me cuckoo, does, not made, makes me cuckoo bananas. I tell people when I send them quotes, please understand pricing to universal is subject to, I literally think I put like frequent and drastic change is the wording that I used. So before I book anything on your behalf, I will confirm the price in on my screen with you, or like something like that I don't even know how I word it whereas Walt Disney World if the view is still available it is the same price today tomorrow the next day 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 unless a ticket increase were to occur which you know they typically are few and far between and we kind of know when they're happening but they don't use the supply and demand dynamic pricing the way Universal does so it's kind of again not funny that's not the right word ironic interesting annoying that they are bringing that to this aspect of their their parks
0: yeah no i i i agree i just oh god sickens me i hope it doesn't come but some version of paid fast pass will happen but do you I, think it'll be as simple
1: as like Although I guess that'd be a stupid example to say something as simple as something like MaxPass coming, but we pretty much already have MaxPass with the with the app that we use.
0: Um I, I think MaxPass works. Everybody claims how much they love MaxPass. MaxPass works better in Disneyland because it's more of a locals park. I think looking at the dynamics of visitors versus locals for world fast pass plus works better for, I mean, for everybody coming, um, in that you have your, you know, three pre booked attractions and, and you know, you're going to get them with minimal weight. And it also helps Disney with their analytics of knowing, you know, how many fast passes to give out, how much staffing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I-, I forgot your original question as I was talking. <laughs> if it could be something as simple
1: as, was my question, something like oh. Max is coming, or if we think it's going to be more this paper ride. it's a,
0: it's a, Disney fans are so funny. They, they, they pee and moaned about FastPass Plus and pined to be charged and said, I love Max Pass and I love paying $10 a day for it per person, mind you. And then... When this Disneyland Paris beta test rolls out, oh, I hope that doesn't come to Walt Disney World. I don't want to pay for that. Well, then you should have stuck with Fast Pass Plus. I don't know. I think I don't think they'll go to MaxPass at World. I would be surprised if that's the case. If they're going to go with something they already had, they would just keep Fast Pass Plus.
1: Would be but my But they opinion. don't take in any money with Fast Pass Plus. That would be my argument, that they could make a smaller change that could still bring them a poo-ton of money.
0: Well, we should say they don't make any extra money. They have sure. they have the data that has proven since the rollout of FastPass Plus, merch and um, food sales have increased. Right. You know, less people spending time in line, more people shopping, things like that. I am really curious
1: to hear from i have a family traveling this week um and they have been to disney many many times before this is the first time traveling with two children instead of just their, their son um but I, we actually had the chance to hang out with them today and the the husband said to me you know don i really miss fast pass like i really miss knowing that those three things yep. every day we know we're gonna have a really short wait for I'm, I'm a little bit stressed out thinking about waiting in lines with two kids you know five and Two and a half, or you know, not quite three. It, it's a little daunting when you know we don't really know what to expect. And I said, I, John, I hear you. I, hear, I I want it back too. It, it's tough. I was looking at I have a Disney tracker where I track our visits because I'm psycho. Our visits to the park and which attractions we go on throughout the year, and it's just it's just fun for me to see which park we visit most, which attractions we ro- rode most throughout the year. And we have not been to Hollywood Studios since June, the end of June because it has mm. just been so hot we did the sea world camp for the two weeks and it's just been so oppressively hot and the lines have just because we, we checked the app before we go over the lines have just looked so long that it hasn't been worth our while to go over to studios and that's
0: crazy when we live here to say that but so, so let me uh, let me play that example with you what's anthony's favorite ride at studios <sniffs>
1: He, he, John asked Anthony today and Anthony said Buzz and Woody, which is Toy Story Movie Mania. But okay. I think if he were there and we said, you know, take us to your favorite thing, it would likely be Slinky. And if not Slinky, as much as you hated it, Mickey, Minnie, runaway, Railway.
0: Okay. Let's do runaway. No, let's do Slinky. Cause you actually like that better. I hope. <laughs> um, you were going, you had to be there. You can't just say, I don't want to go lines are what they have typically been in june this system is in place at world what would be the maximum you would pay as a family of three to ride slinky andrew what do you think yeah and it's either Andrew
1: shaking, ha- shaking his head too. And I think that that's the thing. I don't think we would pay it, Jamie.
0: All right. here, Here's the choices though. You have to wait in the standby line. You have to, uh, but ride. that's what I'm
1: saying that. Like, honestly, I, I don't, and I don't even want to say that it's because I'm cheap because I don't believe that that's true. I think it's just a matter of, to me, it would be like, well, we came over to do slinky. If it's a hundred minutes to do slinky, like, anthony and andrew you go do whatever i'll wait on the outside queue and when i'm about to hit the part where your whole party has to be together i will call you come meet me and we'll wait through the rest of this line together and we would just suck it up and do it i i i will not be someone who will pay for this access i just won't be and
0: i won't either i know unless it's included in a dvc or deluxe day or an annual pass that would be the only way for me i think it's a garbage system so we'll see And the last thing I will say, and I
1: said it when we spoke about this last time, I think it's going to lead to a horrific abuse of the guest assistance pass. Yeah. I really do. And that's not fair for the people who really need it.
0: Yeah. And and I I don't think Disney would see that as the real problem. I mean, they may see it as the real problem. I don't think they would do anything about it. They would change the DAS system before getting rid of the paid fast pass. Unfortunately,
1: and they can't do much about the the guest assistance system right now because it's an ADA piece.
0: Um. Well, they've changed it before when they what what it, it used to be the what was it the gap pass the guest assistance yeah. pass and now they have the das pass which is yeah. a little bit more restrictive well i will
1: tell you and i was speaking to our friends about this today if someone's a wheelchair user or, you know, like when my dad broke his hip and we approach them about, you know, can we, like, how does this work? Like he can't stand for long periods of time. They said, oh, you, you can rent a scooter or a wheelchair for your dad yeah. and all of our lines are, are wheelchair accessible. Like that's not what that pass is for. It's for, you know, people it, who have yeah. other
0: reasons that they can't It specifically wait. says that on the website too. But Here's the
1: problem, Jamie. They can't ask questions. If someone walks up to them and says, and I'm not going to even say it here because I would hate for anyone to take this as we're giving you the, the way around because that's not what this is about at all. But there are certain things that you can say to a cast member and they go, oh, okay. And they can't ask you follow-up questions. They can't ask you for a doctor's note. They set you up with the pass.
0: Yeah. Although I was asked at Epcot when I had my Achilles. I didn't under, I didn't understand the system at the time. I gotcha. didn't realize I could go through the actual queue with the scooter. Yeah. So I just assumed that that everybody got that disability pass. But and nevertheless, no, I do agree with that. Unfortunately, but uh, well, it'll be really interesting as we kind of wrap up this discussion to see in the you know two, three, four, six months out, you know what is kind of the general statistics and data on this premier access system at at Disneyland Paris. And what if any impact it has on Disney world, bringing back their own fast pass. And if any of our listeners want fast pass, back, please go and complain nicely to guest relations. I was, I was waiting for you to tell them to like write their congressman. And I was going to walk away from the computer to pee myself. uh, (laughs) Um, I go, uh, because actually, um, I don't know if I told you this, Don. I was listening to uh, the Disney Dish podcast, and they said that um, the data says not enough, basically not enough people are complaining about Fast Pass, where Disney, it's not a priority right now. They're just kicking the can down the road. That's really interesting. Yeah, they don't have enough people that are, you know, complaining about it at this point. Hmm. So I encourage Complaints. And Disneyland, or uh, Fast Pass Plus encouragement.
1: This is, this is funny enough to share. Um, Anthony's grown like a weed this summer. So we were going through and, and getting some of his clothes that don't fit him anymore. And uh, putting them in you know, a bin to get to get rid of. Um, and getting out some of the clothes. Because I buy stuff when I see it on sale. Disney stuff. And I keep it no matter what size it is until he's ready for that size. And one of the shirts that I got out for him, Jane. Mickey's on it. It says, life is better with Fast Pass.
0: <sighs> uh, <laughs> i
1: said to Andrew, I was like holy crap truer words have never been spoken
0: i'm i may have my mom make that on her cricket for aiden
1: <laughs> i'll take a picture
0: <laughs> literally it says life is better with fast Fast. oh uh, yeah send that because that's so <laughs> passive aggressive i may actually do it <laughs> so good uh I, good note to end on so why don't you take us home donna
1: Alright, so I believe the plan will be to, to do our discussion of Mickey's uh, Not-So-Scary Halloween Party uh, this coming week. If not, it'll be uh, an episode of uh, Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down, Jim. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, so we'll see which way that ends up playing out, mostly because Jamie's going to be traveling uh, down here to Walt Disney World Resort, so we kind of have to see what works for his schedule recording-wise. So one of those two topics coming your way. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if there's anything you want to share with us, please let us know we're we're here for you as always thanks so much for listening we hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon